0: Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hey
1: Kirby. Hey JC.
0: What do you think people say?
1: Uh, I don't know. They say, thank you. Thank you. Come on. All of day long. Course, of course. A classic, classic Kenton. That's i love to hear it. I'd love to it. hear it. Well, life group leaders, we're so glad to start off this podcast with some things that we're thankful for. JT, what what do you like to say thank you for most right now?
0: Right now, most of all the things to mm-hmm. be right here in this room with you recording the Life Group <laughs> Leader podcast because Aww. I've been isolated and quarantined oh. with a man cold. As oh, we know, man gosh. cold is scientifically proven to be far worse than <laughs> the common cold, but I'm back at it today, hopefully not infecting Kirby before oh, Lord, I, trip. Oh, Lord,
1: please, Lord, protect <laughs> me and keep me keep me healthy and safe, but we are hoping you guys as well are staying safe and healthy out there. its It's been quite a, a, a little rough season. I feel like everybody's a little bit babes are sick or or dad's getting sick or all kinds of things. So we hope you guys are are staying healthy out there. That's it. Believe it. But um, as we go into Kenton's message kind of pulling it apart but also looking specifically at the scripture that he's talking to and helping you guys interpret the scripture for yourselves in group, um, we're going to start us off right here with our main point that's been our main point through this whole series in good times and hard times. We can foster gratitude by reflecting on God's goodness and His good gifts
0: yeah and man what a joy to like be able to unpack this message a bit this week Um, as you heard uh the official handoff man for those that have been around makers for a long time this is a message that we look forward to every, Mm -hmm. every year. It's in classic Kenton form. It's great to (laughs) to hear it again and to have this conversation about gratitude. And Mm -hmm. man, it's such an incredible series. I know sometimes we get into the mindset, okay, it's Thanksgiving. So we have to talk about gratitude. Sure. But actually we know that gratitude is a practice that we're invited into every day. Yeah. (laughs) You know, first Thessalonians says, um, be thankful in all things because this is God's will for your life. Yes. Not just in this window of Thanksgiving, but for all times. So I mm-hmm. love that. It's not just in good times, it's not just during Thanksgiving, but it's in all times. We could be thankful because we're reminded of what God has done.
1: So uh, good. So good. And I love how Eric has shaped the mm-hmm. last couple of these, kind of pulling our sense of gratefulness is attached to joy, which I think is so beautiful and here we kind of take a little bit of a turn of digging into what are we what are we really wrestling with that is preventing us from our gratefulness. So right. we have our rhythm reminder here of repentance which is an interesting one to think, oh how does me being how does me repenting for things cause me to be for more grateful. But we're going to kind of hopefully unpack that through this and by the end of the discussion you'll kind of see how that comes together. So yes. Starting off fun. Honestly, I love this question as we think about goat. If you don't know what a goat is, it's his greatest of all time.
0: which That's okay. Is... Kirby had to look it up, so you're not, you're not alone. In
1: Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of. But it's funny because when I think of goat, I really do think of Kenton. So, like, ah. he really is a goat in my mind. <laughs> so, it's so cool, like, thinking he's the one preaching this message. And yet, we also, too, get to ask the question of what are some other goats in our lives? Totally.
0: So, I go to sports. I'm the sports guy. Sure. Um, Uh, Listeners, you're going to be angry, but I I did grow up in the Bay Area. So (laughs) Warriors, Niners, Giants. So I I I go there, man. Joe Montana, you know lot um, other that's my thing sports all, all, sure. all the time so
1: sure yeah well i got nothing to contribute to the sports conversation yeah. <laughs> because every time i do i i'm silly about it but i remember when i was a kid the the goat that was huge um then i was my family was big falcons fans yeah. so like michael Vick was huge that was yeah. the first jersey i ever had but he ended up not being so great of a guy which is a little unfortunate but that's what I think about when i was headed in that direction yeah. so but we hope this pulls up some really good conversations for you guys. Um, but I love in the leader note here, the second um, paragraph, you'll see a great transition. Sometimes you might find it hard to transition the conversation from the lean in to the look down. And mm-hmm. this sets up it really well where well, you can just kind of, and not to be overly Christianese, but you can kind of end the conversation with, what's the greatest goat of all time? It's truly Jesus himself. So, and our, actually God is really specifically mm-hmm. identified here as God is our the goat of goodness. Mm-hmm. And that really can help inspire further conversation. So looking down at God's Word, we're going to read together James 1, 12 through 13 and 16 through 17, broken down here for you guys to read if you don't have your Bibles right here in this um, uh, discussion guide. And of course, our first question is looking down at this passage, what do you learn about how we are called to navigate trials from this passage? John, what are you kind of seeing as we're looking at verses 12 to 13?
0: Yeah, I think again, just a practical reminder when we're talking about look down, we are talking about look down (laughs) at the passage. And you want to even lead your group to say, if they come up with something, hey, where do you see that? What verse? Mm. Where do you see that? Sometimes the temptation here is to rush to stories or examples, but we want people to engage God's word directly. So as yes. I'm just looking at the passage with you together on it now, what do I learn? Well, I learn that there's a blessing when we endure trials. I see that mm-hmm. in verse 12. I learn that uh, when we stand the test, that we can receive a crown of life. Mm-hmm. I learned that God is with us. He's promised to be with us in the in the middle of Trials, hmm. And so what I see is that we navigate this not by ourselves, but we navigate this with God's presence with us. Hmm. So you want to encourage your um, group members. Look at the passage, interact with it, call out what you see.
1: It's good. It's really good. This next question is kind of helping us frame the truth that we might be able to pull out of here. So you can guys can kind of unpack that as well. I think that's super helpful. But still, we're looking. Even if it's, it, even if this question starts to kind of take a look at your own heart, we're really looking to what the scripture says. So don't don't hesitate in kind of reframing this question to kind of suit um, as we look for truth in this passage of where God causes. Um, or where where God asks us to respond as we're enduring sin and trials.
0: Yeah, and you want to draw out as it gets into verse 13, the difference between temptation and trials. You right. know, I think just this last week I got a question from somebody about um, is temptation a sin? Hmm. And we can say confidently, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> and we can say that because obviously... Our Lord Himself, Jesus, yeah. Jesus was tempted. The yeah. Scripture tells us He was tempted in every way. Yes, yes He did. He, he did, did not, not sin. sin. But good. it's often temptation could be the birthplace, right, of where we're hmm. given over towards a desires, where we give into those things, we give a foothold to it, and mm-hmm. trials and sin could come on come on the back end of that.
1: So good, so good. good. And I think it's important, too, as we start to look at this and see highlight God's goodness and um, where it's kind of standing out in this passage, right? The leader note kind of points right. to that a lot, that the giver is good, so are the gifts. There's true, regardless of how we feel, and any get it in time. But equating God's goodness with our circumstances, we cultivate um with, you know, whenever we do equate God's goodness with our circumstances, we start to cultivate bitterness and entitlement. So when we're that's if right. you're looking at the scripture, when we're looking into ourselves or we're saying I'm being tempted by God, we're not recognizing who God is right. and how what He's doing and how His own goodness. So that's kind of our our challenge there. It's good. So as we look out and identify the relevance of God's word in the world, we ask a couple questions here. So what explanations, explanations in quotes, kind of thinking, what do we say to ourselves? Um, does the world typically give and question why we experience trials? So we're kind of looking at that. I'm being tempted by God. Where does that come up in, in culture? And how are those explanations different from the Christian worldview? What oh, do you kind man. of think in there?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much. there's so much in there. I mean... You could go towards the um, sort of the fatalistic life is just random. Mm-hmm. There's no meaning. There's no purpose behind it. We're just a collection of molecules meanlessly sure. bouncing through the universe. It's, yeah. So things happen. There's a yeah. the kind of the, end quote, things just happen. Sure. And they're meaningless and they're pointless. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. there is the other view of that of, no, everything that happens to you mm-hmm. is a direct correlation to how good you are or how bad you are in this yeah. world. So you've earned it. Or you deserve it. It's all on on you, and you just got to get through it. You just got to power power through. And then there might be the other view that says, "Yeah, things just kind of happen. So you know what? Do whatever you want. Hmm. Like pleasure seek, do whatever because it doesn't really matter because life yeah. is meaningless. Mm-hmm. So just live life how you want to. There's ups mm-hmm. and downs, but it doesn't really matter. So do do you do right. what works for you. And all of those kind of responses, I think, are found wanting sure. because there's no hope absolutely in any of
1: them, right? right absolutely and the second part of this question starts to say what how is this different from our christian worldview right so we kind of look at the culture as they're longing searching hoping dead ending and we get to turn to god's goodness and say yeah we can try to project our own situations right onto god but rather what does god say about those situations rather than what where is god it's like it's rather than like why is god doing this to me it's like where is god in this how is he using this to strengthen me or to um or to work out his good in this and you you can kind of see some of that discussion in the leader note here the second question what does it say about the state of the human heart that when hard times um, that when times are hard, we are quick to blame God and believe false things about him if we outright if not outright abandon him. This is really cut into oh, the heart man, there. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean
0: it tells us that we're pretty circumstantial hmm. right on our right. on our view and our connection with, with yeah,
1: him. It's if true. Everything's
0: great, all good. You're yeah. giving me what I want. All yeah. good. The minute things go bad, yeah, then I'm out. You mm-hmm. know, we not only do that in our relationship with him, we do that in relationship with one another where Mm -hmm. we view it very transactional and it's very situationally based on what we think we're seeing and what we're owed in the moment and you know Eric did an amazing job last week talking about Mm -hmm. that the entitlement and thankfulness gap
1: absolutely and we
0: do that with him all the time don't we Yeah. where if we don't think that we're getting our prayer answered soon enough or he didn't give us this because we did that sure, then then we're out and I'm just so thankful that he doesn't treat us that way yeah (laughs) praise God we would be out so true we would be out but yeah it tells us that our our heart is, is is broken, right? Yeah, that we're circumstantially based.
1: Absolutely. How do you feel like this is going to kind of come to light in in Kenton's sermon as he kinds of articulates a lot of our own gratitude practice? How do you kind of see this this question being answered from the Kenton lens? Oh lines? yeah,
0: totally. I mean, I think Kenton is amazing, right? That he gives us very practical handles. That thankfulness isn't something that just happens. Yeah. But it's it good. is it is a practice that we have to practice. Right. And so that's why he leads us through those exercises mm-hmm. to actually say thank you. That mm-hmm. why that's why he encourages us to have a, a, a regular rhythm of thanksgiving, to yeah. writing it down, to acknowledging yeah. it. Because like anything, the more that we mm-hmm. enact it, the more that we become that thing. So good. And so I think Kentuck is really great, practical at saying. This isn't just something that you just, is easy, that you magically just become. Right. This is something that we become over a long period of time of faithful practice. So
1: good. So good. And um, so before we go to look in, I want to kind of take us back to look down. Um, We actually had uh, this opportunity to go through this verse 12 and 13. Yeah. But you might see there's also verse 16, 17 here. And so when we start to think about the practice, I wouldn't, if you guys have time in your discussion, I would actually encourage you guys to look back down at... At, um, at 16 through 17 and kind of see a little bit about how that might add or bolster your conversation 16 and 17 says do not be deceived my dear brothers and sisters every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows and I just wanted to point out to you guys that that in mm-hmm. this verse 17 father of lights is truly um, creation and that is one of the ways that I think I, I see Eric and, um, and Kenton both point to a way that we can be grateful is by looking out into god's creation and saying wow look how beautiful this because this is a good and perfect gift from god so if there needs to yeah. be some further you know where do you guys see where does gratefulness come naturally to you or where can you help cultivate gratitude right. it can sometimes be experiencing coming down from god's creation itself
0: right totally you get to that point of general revelation and specific so, revelation where you yeah. can see god's goodness in the world around us but of course man We've got the ultimate insight because yeah. we know the author behind it. We yeah. know what it points to. Absolutely. That's one thing to be thankful totally. for a sunset. Yeah. It's quite another to be thankful for the one who caused right. the sun to set. Absolutely. Even though know, it's, it's amazing. Yes, so, beautiful. So
1: and that's too, like, and then if you wanted to try to look at that as a look out, then after that, it's like, yeah. okay, so like, what does culture say about, right. about creation, right? And what are they missing by not knowing God is the giver of these things? So good. then they move into, then we can move back into look in, kind of circulating back through our, our standard rhythm here, but we kind of now turn to ourselves and say, what are some of these difficult trials that we've experienced in our life, the ones that, that are, are keeping us from gratitude? What temptations have come along in those trials, and how did the trials shape your opinion or feelings about God? JT, what do you, what do you think is going to come up for people in this conversation, and how as oh, a leader man. can they really There can be prepare? so much,
0: right? And I think sometimes there could be a difficulty with questions like these,
1: Hmm. Especially if
0: your group has been meeting for a little while. Sure. Or even hello new life group leader, you might be listening to this you just <laughs> for this rooted and we're so proud of you, amazing so well done. <laughs> you've had you've had this conversation. So I get it. Like even yeah. in our own groups you get in it these it's, mm-hmm. it's like, man, well we talked about this already. You know, how much more do I say? Sure. But actually every time that we recall it, not only things that have gone on in the past. But what are you currently facing that is a source of confusion? Where are you currently maybe running towards isolation because of something that you've encountered? That There's never an end to that mm-hmm. kind of conversation. There's never an end to that kind of learning. So I think, again, like always leaders who set the tone, right? So right. if you can sense sometimes the group leaning out or mm-hmm. hesitant, you know, that's a great opportunity yeah. for you to say, hey, for me, this is what I'm experiencing. It's and it's not a. it's not a competition. It's not a scale and often, as a leader, you set that tone. Yeah. And you can invite people into it, but don't don't shy away from it because God yeah. wants to meet you in a in a beautiful yeah. place when we, when we share these things.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So I love that you were even talking to the how do we set set the environment yeah. for this because as you can see, this is kind of naturally leading into a repentance conversation, right. freedom from strongholds. But we're helping to actually identify some of those areas in our lives that we have been struggling to be grateful. And rather than just saying be grateful for that, right. let's actually dig in. Where is this coming from? What what, what has been shaping you through this? And how does this express itself? So even we go on to say, um, how can these trials then actually help us to bless others? And also where and where can we contemplate God's goodness more in this? Um, and then hopefully that will have an impact towards our gratitude.
0: Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, lean, in, lean into it. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, like it, in our faith, <laughs> in the Christian faith, we are a part of movement that came out of death. And then resurrection, right? And so we shouldn't be afraid to talk about moments of difficulty and where things seem to be hard pressed, when we seem to be overwhelmed with temptation and trials. Because, man, we look at the greatest evil that was ever done. God Mm -hmm. sent his son and we killed him. Mm-hmm. And God took that and made the most beautiful thing ever, the redemption of our hearts and souls and reunification with him. And, and it's amazing. Yeah. I think sometimes as Christians, we, we too soon want to rush to the other side of the mm-hmm. story. And we should not be hesitant to talk about what are we experiencing now? How is that challenging our view of ourselves and yep. God and others around us? Knowing that we're not like fatalistic because we know that there is redemption on the other side of it. But let's dig in. Dig into the messy middle because God often wants to meet us in that place. Knowing that we're not stuck in it forever, right? Because there's redemption on the other side of it. So lean into the conversation with your groups this week. Go for it.
1: Yeah. Guys, we're praying for you guys and hope that you guys have a rich conversation. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Real
0: quick, Kirby. Favorite yes. Thanksgiving side dish. What do you oh, got?
1: Oh, I'm the queen of sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. I love, do, I don't know marshmallows everything. and marshmallows, Of stuff. course. Yeah, okay. And a little granola. Some people don't granola. do it. People don't do the little granola on uh, the top with a little bit of the, next uh, the marshmallows. Next time Kirby,
0: tell her not. Or like
1: a little crunch and a little soft. Do you know?
0: I guess so. Maybe pecans. Oh, I okay. I do like pecans. I just picture you pecans, with sweet potatoes actually. and a granola bar now. Of
1: course. Wait, but but what about you?
0: I like the cornbread stuffing. Oh. Stuffing all day. Long. I actually do love that as well. I'm all about it. It's going to be I'm all of fun. about Thanksgiving too. Hey, we got Thanksgiving and the World Cup.
1: <laughs> oh, so let's see? Get it. More sports. USA all the one. things. Okay. All right, you guys. We're praying for you. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving.